The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And girl, is it hot in here or is this relationship suffocating me? Oh my God. I don't know what else, what's like another good breakup line. Um, <laughs> roses are red, violet, violets are blue, garbage is dumped, and so are you. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you got all the lines. <laughs> have you, have you had any sort of like funny breakup lines? Uh, you know, you always hear about like, oh, you dropped the ball and chain um, type of thing of like dropping an anchor or the dead weight stuff. I'm just like. <laughs> All the lions people say. Yeah, ew, that's so weird and like ball and chain. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you think of your wedding and your in your relationship like that, then you're already doomed. As a prison. Oh my god. So I was watching right? this episode of MTV's How Far Is Tattoo Far, and then this girl was asking her boyfriend like. Uh, I want you to put a ring on it. I want to get settled down. And the way she did it was that she got her boyfriend to get a tattoo of a literal ball and no. chain on his no. ankle. And oh my gosh. <laughs> All right then. All right. He was committed. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. But the the cute thing is that uh, the boyfriend tattooed on her arm uh, the New York City skyline where she's from, and the sentence, will you marry me? Aww. Aww. But also, like, getting that tattooed. But now that's a tattoo. Just, like, now that's a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like just bought her a ring. Tattoo. She just bought her a ring. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> like... Like it doesn't even have to be those those big expensive rings. Right? Like, get me a ring that's made out of office supplies. That's cute. <laughs> get get her <laughs> like, a ring pop. You know, <laughs> a ring pop. That's so cute. Like I'll always see like it's a huge rock, and I can always like lick it too. Right, it's a big rock. <laughs> you can lick it, and it's a nice little treat. You know. Yeah, like it's got everything that you need, but. <laughs> We're not we're not here to talk about getting into marriage anymore because we're here <laughs> to talk about um, 
parting ways, breaking up amicably, and especially with uh, the specific dynamic of like kinksters and kink relationships. And for those of you who are listening right now and you recognize that very beautiful voice on the other end of the mic, that is none other than Queen Anna. Queen Anna, Her Majesty, how are you? <laughs> hello, hello. Some of you might remember me as Queen Anna Algos, but I have changed my name to Queen Anna Blue because I am no longer with the House of Algos. So yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit today about relationship de-escalation, separation, and how it can be a little bit complicated, especially when you mix romance and love with kink. So it's very important that we talk about that because you always hear about like, oh, I wanna be collared, or I want to own someone, I wanna get into a DS. Well, what happens when you have different goals or you change? Um, and so it's important to talk about the positives and complications that come with that separation. Mm-hmm. So what are like some common examples of what leads to that separation? Because it just seems like such a fulfilling relationship to have kink and uh, DS or and, and like, you know, have the romantic aspect of it. But I, I guess I'm more curious about the whole like uh, parting waves of that because it's such a specific dynamic. So what leads up to like, I don't know, an irreconcilable difference and how do we navigate those messy waters? Oh, it's, there, there's so many reasons why couples split. One, so I'm also a BDSM educator. And one of the things I see a lot with my clients and students is that you'll get people that say, hey, I'm Polly. And, they're, and you, they meet someone that's like, hey, I'm Polly too, even though I just started, uh, I think I'm Polly. And then they'll get into a relationship and then one person's like, you know what, I'm not really Polly. And so, yeah, and then the jealousy just takes over. There's anger issues. There's resentment that the partner's hanging out with this partner. And so that's usually one of the things I see a lot where people just have poly problems or you have someone that's a giant people pleaser, but they disguise it as, oh, I'm into service. And then um, they're not really taking care of their own needs and taking care of their own health umbrella, you know, their physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. And then, you know, they just kind of are just dying inside Then they have to get away um sometimes there's children involved (laughs) right right some people are just like i don't want to seem weak or i have to do this or i committed to this or you know i'm bound by our agreement of some sort whether it was a contract a ring a collar a tattoo that says new york um (laughs) you know so there's just there's just multiple reasons and honestly i i love contracts uh because i i feel like a lot of relationships would be better and maybe not even start to begin with if people had a contract that spelled out like hey this is how we communicate this is how i act when i'm upset this is how we are to flirt with other people or not flirt with other people this is how we're going to practice poly this is how we're going to practice monogamy um because it just spells out everything. Some people think it's tedious, but I'm like, I, I love instructional manuals, you know, that just be like, oh, okay, well, 
this is how I'm supposed to act. This is my, this is your expectations of me. This is your expectations of you. And this is how we're going to treat each other. And if we don't, let's go back to the contract and figure out what went wrong. Um, and contracts can be one page. Sometimes there's like, they're 10 pages. It just depends on your relationship. And writers. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a student teacher to the core. Like, I love like, here's a PowerPoint, here's a contract, here's bullet points and notes. <laughs> so, so, you cute. know. This is how I'm <laughs> presenting our relationship in a 10 slide essay. Like, <laughs> it's like, here's my PowerPoint on how I'm a slut. Here's my entire presentation on how I want you to fuck me, yeah. uh, the right positions, how to eat me out. It's exactly those details. Those are so good. None of this, like, oh, I wish they would touch me that I way. Mean, like, Did you everything. show them your sexy PowerPoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you uh, bring out your uh, Barbie doll or your Ken doll? <laughs> and like, touch me here. Touch me there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Without using, like, you don't have to say anything. You can just, just be point, like, touch just me point. there, touch me. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I, I want people listening to know that, like, this contract is not legally right. binding in any way, shape, or form. No. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, right. people are not property. <laughs> so, uh, this is, this, is, this yes. just serves as a sort of guide that uh, a couple, a throuple, or whatever can revisit uh, should they lose their way in the relationship? And in your previous episode, uh, Queen Anna, is like you talked about relationship agreements or relationship contracts. Uh, besides pleasuring and uh, like how to handle disagreements, do you have in that contract a clause or a section on what? kinds of steps are to be taken should you have like an irreconcilable difference like i don't know you grow apart and then you your your goals change you you as a person have evolved that's like this is not who i am anymore and then we have to part ways uh do you have that outlined or can we outline that on how to amicably break up yeah it's almost like um having a little bit of a prenup in there where um, you can kind of talk about, yeah, it's like a kinky prenup, where you can say like, hey, uh, do we need a break from the contract? Do we need a break from the relationship? You know, let's set a timeline to say, hey, let's regroup in a few days, a week, two weeks, um, how to terminate the contract. And let's say, it depends on the relationship too. Like, is this a play partner, romantic partner, sexual partner? Is this your married partner? Do you have a DS, MS with this person? Um, what are you breaking up? You know, are you living together? Are you long distance? So there's so many different ways to be in a situationship with someone. Um, and so you, yeah, you have to figure out like, okay, how can we adjust? Can we adjust? Um, and how are we going to separate assets like toys and clothing? And if you live together, all the household items, because it's just like, okay, you bought this together. Who gets to keep it? If you bought this, if you bought this, do you leave it? Do you take it? You know, it's, it's, it's like marriage. It, it, it is a marriage sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I feel like that part 
might actually be a prenup and not just like a, a kinky prenup yeah but like a prenup prenup <laughs> you know like the division of assets especially yeah uh <laughs> but uh what about things like mm, i don't know you're in a polyamorous relationship and then two people in that polyamorous relationship in that polycule uh split like is there some way that those people that have split can like divide the rest of the polycule amongst themselves or is that bordering on like people are property now i feel that people you shouldn't choose sides unless that's something you want to do because i think we've all had our had those friends or they're dating someone where you're like i don't really like them but they make you happy so we'll be around them and then when they split they're like oh i didn't like them anyway like and so sometimes that happens, but it shouldn't be this whole like, okay, well, I'll take this partner, you take that partner. Um, because yeah, like he's like, we've been saying people aren't property, they aren't things. Um, even though we might role play uh, like things like that, but it's just like, you shouldn't be splitting up people like that. Again, if someone likes you more then you can't help that and you're just like okay well bye <laughs> awkwardly just retreat back into your show like, <laughs> no bye <laughs> yeah yeah uh which is my preferred way to break up just slowly fade into the shadows and hope you forget me and just don't look at me ever again <laughs> Because I hate conflict and I hate confrontation and I am a people pleaser until the day I die. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the pains, it's it's painful. Uh, but I want to rewind a little bit because the breaking up is like, you know, the last resort. And breaking up is always difficult. Um, let's say we're in this relationship and then we are... Um, we we see ourselves in a conflict in some sort of a confrontation uh is there a way to resolve that conflict without having to jump straight all the way to breaking up uh, no matter the irreconcilable difference like oh i don't know um uh choosing where to to live or whether one partner wants to start a family or and the other one doesn't you know like can we uh, find a happy middle there so that we don't have to break up what it is that we built together well it's also it's about people's schedules uh family um you know some person might be really connected to their family on this side of the world or are they taking care of family members um, in a divorce, let's say you have kids, you have to be within a certain range of those kids. Um, and then sometimes you have to bring in a, a third party to be like, Hey, let's talk to you. It could be like a therapist or a friend where you can say like, Hey, here's the situation. We don't want to split up. Um, is there a place we can live or something that we can do where we're still together? Can we do long distance? Can we not do long distance? And breakups aren't fun, but sometimes they need to happen to take care of your health and to take and do self-love. And that's important to be like, 
this is gonna hurt, but I have to do it for sanity and health reasons. Now, uh, don't you, there's no need to go into specific details, but are you okay to share exactly how you navigated that conversation with uh, your ex? Um, I will say it was tough, but for me, it was about putting myself first um, because I will also say I don't regret the relationship, but you know, it was what I think I needed and enjoyed when I first really wanted to experience the DS and I thought I could be a submissive and um, I realized that, you know, I can't be a submissive 24 seven. That's just not me. Um, and yay for people that can, but that wasn't the situation for me. And so it, for me, it was, I have to love myself and say no. And it was tough. It was truly tough, but, um, I am happy. I'm taking care of myself. Um, I'm feeling calmer. I am traveling more. I'm seeing more clients and teaching across the nation and um it's 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 beautiful it's beautiful yeah once you start to put yourself first before anyone else uh you've, that that includes your significant other and also uh queen anna you're like totally the opposite of submissive just by, based on your appearance because like you got your <laughs> waist snatched titties popping you got a, a fucking necklace that has the hitachi magic wand on it i'm like god damn what do you mean submissive <laughs> what is the submissive nonsense she's a dom top people <laughs> she's true well, I, I love to serve the community i love helping my community helping other people um, and for me to be like, you know what, I have to work on taking care of me is, is tough. And I feel like that's a thing we struggle with every day to be able to say no. I tell my students, you have to get the courage to say no to people. You can say yes all the time. Like, oh, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to do that. Yes, let's go to that party. But to be able to say like, no, I don't want to play with you. No, I don't want to play this, even though I told you yes. Um, it's, it's tough and people are going to get upset. You're going to get upset with yourself. You're going to get embarrassed, but you're worth it. Your happiness is worth it. Your sanity, having less anxiety, um, sleeping, um, is important. So take care of yourself. And as submissives, you know, there, there is, you can be a submissive and still take care of yourself and still be happy in service to someone. But if you are submissive and you're not happy and you aren't healthy, um, then your dom and you need to have these conversations and something needs to be looked at to be like, okay, why is this submissive not happy? Is this too much? Are they, you know, do they really want to do this? And it's important to know too, that as kinksters, not everyone is made to be a submissive not everyone is made to be a dominant you don't have to collar someone you don't have to be collared it's just like people don't have to get married to love one another or to live with someone you can be partners and you don't have to put a ring on it <laughs> regardless of what uh beyonce says like if you like it you should put a ring on it like 
God yeah, bless yeah. Beyonce, love her to bits, but like you don't have to commit to this structured like relationship dynamic that we as a society have created for ourselves because i think marriage is a sham <laughs> that's just me uh it's patriarchal it's gross i don't want to get married ever. <laughs> no, i'm kidding i'm lonely please somebody marry me. Uh, <laughs> and don't get me wrong like i feel like D- ds and ms whatever your situation is can be very beautiful can be very beautiful loving the way people connect and serve each other but I think that's the disconnect too, is that some dominants don't see how they're supposed to also serve the submissive, how it's a relationship. You're taking care of each other. You're holding each other up. How many times does the submissive do things behind the scene to help the dominant be the high power that they are or look like in the community? So we have to really appreciate our submissives, even though there's this whole thing of like, oh, they're lowly, they're property, like they're in the background. It's like, yeah, they're in the background, but they're working their asses off. Um, and so there's, there's this give and take where, you know, it's, it's, it's a back and forth and it can be beautiful and it can work for some people, but you have to understand that, you know, how's, how's your mental health? How's your emotional health? Is this something you really wanna do? Are you doing this too much? And it's important to take breaks too. Like sometimes dominants don't wanna be dominants 24 seven, trying to tell you like, okay, you should go to the bathroom now, you should eat now, you should drink water now. Like figure out what type of DS is best for you because not every relationship looks the same. Mm-hmm. What does being a submissive 24 seven look like? Um, you, like. You, you can generalize it like you're you know well you can speak on experience what your clients have experienced uh like what what is it like in just like you know take us a take us for a walk in their shoes and um you know figuratively speaking and because i've never been like in a dsms relationship uh, which is funny because I'm like, I love to be used like a whole, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> wear me like a bracelet, <laughs> like a ring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've never, nice. I've, I've never been. A... You're like, use me like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm yours, but I don't know what that would be like 24 seven. So what is it like? So it can vary. You're going to, that's when you should sit down. So you know how we negotiate for scenes and when we're gonna play with someone? You should sit down and negotiate with your partner too and like, hey, so we've been, you know, we've been playing for a bit now. Uh, I wanna make it serious. Do you wanna be my mommy, my daddy? Um, you wanna be, you know, my sir, my, my miss, whatever you wanna call it. And how can I serve you? How can I help your life be better? And then the dominant be like, okay, well, what do you expect from me? And so the submissive could say like, hey, well, I'm into helping clean your house. I can help you with, with work. Um, do you want me to wear certain things when we go out in public? What names can I call you? Um, basically like, how can I help you? How do you wanna play? Are we on the same playing field of things? I like to say when people are negotiating play, it's like cooking. So the top brings ingredients, of skills, the submissive bottom brings ingredients of skills. You come together, see if you can make a meal. Can you make a scene with your ingredients? And if you can't, stop trying to make fetch happen. 
um, because sometimes you can't make a meal. <laughs> it's never it's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Stop trying to force something that'll never happen. Uh, but, like, I don't want him to leave me, Mom. He's good. He's got good dick. I'm never going to be able to find dick like that again. What do I do? Well, if you really want to stay, it's like, all right, can y'all go to therapy? Can you work it out in therapy? Is this healthy for you? Or maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship and just be in a sexual relationship where it's just sex. And but then like for some people, they still need to separate themselves from this person because they're so emotionally tied and they might still try to like make it work. Like, oh, you know, we had a good time last night. It's like, yeah, in bed, outside of bed, we're yelling at each other. So you just have to learn to say no. And it's like, is there is there a book out there called Say No to Others, Say Yes to Yourself? Because I feel like we need that book in the community. Maybe you should write that book. <laughs> Truly, yep. Because, Author that book now. yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, like, I... Coin it, copyright. I, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that uh, we're so... More, we we easily lean towards being the people pleaser because we, we we want other people to feel good about them and like we want them to know that like uh i'm a good person i, I promise like i i would never do anything to hurt you and i feel like could that be a red flag in uh staying in a relationship that no longer serves us and if and if that is a red flag what are some other red flags that are keeping us in in these kinds of unfulfilling relationships. Yeah, that's, it's kind of, you know, we touched on a little bit with the whole like people pleasers that just want to make others happy, taking care of others, driving themselves ragged and disguising it as like, oh, it's service. Oh, I'm a good submissive, I'm a good slave, I'm a good property. Um, I'm doing this for my owner, for my dominant. And it's like, okay, you haven't slept, you're having anxiety, you're shaking, you look hungry. Um, are you getting your needs met? And, you know, are you, are you sexually gratified if you're into sexual activities? And if you're just like, well, you know, we haven't had sex in like six months, but it's okay. They're, they're busy. Um, it's like, that's, you're not getting taken care of. You're not a slave anymore. You're, you're a maid. Um, and that's something that people don't want to recognize is, are you really this person submissives? Submissive is a beautiful word because if you're somebody submissive, you are basically a part of them. You are helping them be a dominant. You're giving them, you're someone that they get to play with, connect with, share these deep moments with, and you helping taking care of them, their house maybe, and their toys. So you are just someone special in their heart. It's a deep relationship, a connection that a lot of people don't get to experience or understand. And if they, are not taking care of you and making sure that you are happy and fulfilled in certain ways of, of that, especially that you mentioned when you first got together, then again, like I said, you're not a submissive, you're a maid. They, you got a maid and you're, and you're not even getting paid for it. Yeah, it is. How many times have 
we ever been in relationships where the other guy is just like uh, like they're projecting their their mommy issues or yes their daddy issues i was about to bring that up where you're like, just like <laughs> you're cooking for them you're cleaning for them and you're just like wait a minute why am i picking up your socks off the floor <laughs> Ew, why do I have to fold your underwear? Like, this is... Uh, that's weird. That's gross. Uh, some guys do that. It's just like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then it's also up to the submissive to recognize, like, hey, this is too much for me. This is not what I signed up for. Like, you have the freedom to leave. You do. You do. And because you had an agreement that, hey, they would treat you this way, you would treat them that way. And if they aren't treating you the way that you agreed to, bounce. Bounce. Peace. Deuces. Like, yeah, you're you're not being treated this way. And uh, you've tried everything. Like, I don't know, therapy. You've had uh, those difficult conversations. You, you've done everything that you can. And it's still not going to meet your needs. So now is the time to bring up the one of the most difficult conversations which is to break up and um i think it's important that we learn how to navigate breaking up in a way that's civil and that like yeah i understand that emotions are gonna get heated and like you know you're gonna start like this whole mtv punching verbal war like in jersey shore or whatever and it's gonna happen but like you know, we try to minimize that. So how then do we navigate or at least even start to bring up and say, this isn't working for me without, you know, yeah, with, with yeah. as minimal damage well, as possible. if you can, before you get to the, uh, I want to break up. Uh, you, we know when you start feeling certain ways or things aren't happening that you don't like, try to bring it up uh, and say like, hey, you know, I don't like this. Um, this makes me feel a certain way. I was talking to one friend over the weekend, actually, where we were talking about how their dad would say stuff that was like mean to them, but they wouldn't tell their dad until weeks later that, you know, that thing you said three weeks ago, I didn't like it. So once they started doing that, it got a little bit easier. So it went from, I told him three weeks ago to like two weeks to like the next day to like in the moment where I'm just like, Hey dad, can you not say that? Um, and so sometimes we don't have the courage to say, Hey, I don't like that until we're like bursting. How many of us hold things in where we're just like, Oh, they said something. I, I didn't like it, but you know, I'll let it pass. But then it's just like that, that I'm just going to pass it jar. It gets fuller and fuller and fuller until we're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah. So we got to find the courage, even with our, our dominance to say like, hey, can we talk? Um, this made me feel a certain type of way. Can we look at ways we can make this situation better for the both of us? Because we want to continue this relationship and make sure that it's positive for both parties. Um, but if it's, a, if it's a thing where you're just like, okay, I brought it up. Or let's say something really big happened and you're just like, I am done. You cross so many boundaries. Um, I'm done. And that's when you just go, Hey, you know what? Um, I can't do this anymore. I need to break this off and you're doing this for yourself. 
you're taking care of yourself, getting yourself out of a situation that is not productive for you and know that it's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be tears. There's going to be anger. But don't one thing please don't do is slander people online. Please don't use FetLife and Twitter to start blasts blasting people because that's not cool it's it's not cool like don't do it um yeah yeah and you might worry about like partners and friends are going to pick sides well that's up to the partners and friends whether they're going to pick sides you know what could be i like to tell people in relationships that are about to break up it's like well are you a good person that your friend and partner wants to stay with you? Because if you are, they'll find a way to make it work. Um, one thing poly people are good at is Google Calendar. So we will find <laughs> a way to make time for people. It might be in a few months, but we'll make it work. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. What's up all you sick fucking perverts? Don't you just love love? The love shop has everything you need to feel the love in the air or in between your legs, wherever you want really. They've got everything from vibrators, lubes, lingerie, and even full-sized sex dolls. <laughs> Wow, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Visit loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim at checkout for 15% off the whole store. And the best part is that they ship all over Canada, US, and what? Ireland? To all my whores in Dublin, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and check out code sexedwithtim for 15% off the entire store. Now get to fucking do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy of course you do only my listeners are sexy as fuck i have partnered with fetishwear designer dale kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps harnesses hats and more head over to dalekuda.com that's d-a-l-e-k-u-d-a.com and use code sexed with tim at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there and I'm on the train I'm just like uh, 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 thank you Dale <laughs> that's dalecuda.com with the code sexedwithtim for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping with a deal like that I swear I could come buckets honey <laughs> the show is about to begin yes yeah, so I understand that, that we can get angry and we can get sad. And do we as break uppers or dumpers owe it to the dumpies? Like, do we owe them, I don't know, like uh, a modicum of uh, of mercy or or like, you know, cushioning the blow? 
like say they, they've crossed the line so many times after uh we've told them uh no you you did this you did that you did that and, and i just can't take it anymore boom like do are we righteous in our outrage or do we still have to maintain composure do we owe it to to them to be like this is what you did to me da, 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 da. or can we just be like no fuck you blah, 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 blah. um I w- some people are explosive <laughs> 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 and that's why um another thing going back to the contracts uh i like to have a clause in there about what is your anger style because some people they're the explosive i'm getting it out now i'm shouting there's the i need to process i'll get back to you in a few hours or the next day or there's the person that needs to process and be like you know what that wasn't even a thing to get angry about you always hear about oh what's your love language how do you love how do you want gifts but Mm -hmm. what's your anger style because how do you process bad news how do you process when something upsets you that's important to know too um i went on a date with a guy um we were dating for like a while and it was great. It was happy. And then we were driving somewhere and his road rage just came out. And I was like, I've never seen this Whoa. part of you before. <laughs> and, and that was like, oh, that's part of your anger style. Um, so you want to know how angry somebody gets? Have them drive you somewhere. Like, <laughs> see how they drive. <laughs> Watch them switch from like really <laughs> caring, like you know, having real conversation, real heavy, deep thoughts, and then somebody doesn't use their blinker. Fuck you! But I right? really do care about you so much. But fuck you! Like, Get off the road, idiot! So I'm so excited for the state. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, um,. It, it, it sh- really shows the duality of man. Like, truly, we can switch that anger brain thing on and off. And it's so, hey, I, I find it sexy in some cases, but I don't know about other people. Yeah. <laughs> but, so when hey, it comes ba- that- to back to the whole, like, relationship thing, um, sometimes we can't, uh, how, how do you phrase it? Sometimes you can't help how people feel and you can't help if people hear you or not. And so you can tell this person, these are my reasons. These are my reasons. Okay, you didn't work on your end. I've been working on my end. You're still not listening. Okay. And there might be a point where you do blow up and you're just like, what the fuck? I can't take it anymore. I'm out. And then there's sometimes where you're just like, you have that defeated voice where you're just like, I'm done. Deuces later or just yeah. cold like i'm fucking your dad um <laughs> no don't do what i do <laughs> no I, I had a friend get a divorce and she was like they were breaking up and um he cheated and uh she goes do you want to go to therapy and he was like he's like no i'm done um wow. so sometimes you just have those situations where wow. they're just like where they're just like I'm done. Bye. No therapy. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, like I'm cold and I'm miserable, but I could never treat someone that like <laughs> that mean. She was like, ready that... to like forgive and everything and work on it. He was like, you know what? I want to be here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I think I would be like that if he truly deserved it. If the guy who dated me was like, uh, I don't know, just a, a right winger, <laughs> be like, no, bye. I, no. <laughs> uh no i I understand and i i it, it just like this part of the conversation makes me want to empathize with my own emotions and a very young uh, naive tim who was trying to handle all of this anger and all of the sadness after being dumped because uh he cheated on me and like yeah, it's okay to feel angry and it's okay to feel sad, but at, at the end of the day, those emotions that we're feeling are up to us and we have to regulate our own emotions and the only thing that we can control is how we feel and how we treat the other person that's giving us this bad news, you know, like never resort to violence or anything, but, you know... uh how you self-regulate is your responsibility right like okay i'm feeling angry uh this is this is how i'm gonna react and uh you know you, you try you try the best that you can to to really like navigate stormy waters at that point because now it's like oh shit how like what what's next for us then right like how do we how do we break it to our friends and our family that we're doing this um yeah they're gonna pick sides but like you know we have to constantly remind them that this is not a picking sides situation yeah this is just you know part of life right yeah yeah and people are gonna do that people are gonna <sighs> like <laughs> don't pick sides please <laughs> like yeah like, we're just having a disagreement <laughs> yeah and, and and another thing too is that humans are emotional sexual beings um you're gonna have anger sadness jealousy um anxiety depression those aren't bad emotions and i feel society is like if you're not happy something's wrong with you and it's like, no, you're not always going to be smiling all the time. Stop telling people they need to smile. If I'm angry and I'm smiling, you need to move because I'm about to blow up. That's like. psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Those, your those, like, Instagram, those Instagram fortune cookie statements like smile for better days. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, be miserable for once in your life. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Shed a tear, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. Um, like, f- feel your stuff. And sometimes, yeah, it takes practice to be, to kind of figure out, like, okay, how do I handle this emotion? You know, um, how do I express this? How do I recognize this? And that's another thing, too, with breakups is sometimes um, it takes a while for people to recognize that, wait, I'm not happy are why am i so tired oh because i'm not fucking happy i'm not taking care of myself um or you know you have polycules where someone gets jealous and the jealousy isn't bad that just means one or a few of your needs are not getting met and you're not talking about it with your partner to be like hey you know you went on a date with that person and you did that thing well i want to do that thing too so can we schedule a date and then they'll usually they're gonna say like okay and you're like that was it like yeah (laughs) (laughs) things are not as bad as we actually thought they were (laughs) yeah 
Now, what about like, you know, self-care routines? So uh, we're in the throes of a breakup. We've uh, done everything that we can and it's time to part ways as civil as possible. And how do we take care of ourselves? What are some of the ways that we can ensure that this breakup goes as smoothly as possible without, you know, with the least amount of casualties? I think one thing uh, people have to get used to in a breakup, it's like you don't have that that buddy system like you had where you're just like, this is the person you went to events with all the time. This is the person you messaged all the time. So you kind of have to get out of that routine. And But the other thing you develop is the routine of hanging out with other friends and other partners. And then you realize how you kind of put them on the back burner. Um, and so you start, you let go of one big relationship and started rebuilding all your other friendship relationships again and seeing them and pouring water back on those relationships. Mm, is it uh, like, are we within reason to distance ourselves socially, physically, emotionally uh, from the get-go? Like, are, are we okay to do that? Or does that just seem cold? Like, all right, once we've decided to break up, block, 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 block. Um, I feel for people that do the whole blocking thing with exes, if that's what you need to heal, do it. I have never blocked an ex. I'm like, if you want to block me, go ahead. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to heal and work through it. Um, and, um, yeah, it's about finding what works for you, find, finding the joy again in the hobbies that made you you, that made you smile, uh, doing activities again that you kind of replace with your person because your person wa was the new activity in your life. And then you get back and be like, oh yeah, I used to, I used to do this. I used to like this. <laughs> getting back with ourselves, getting back with our individual identity yeah. because so often we lose ourselves in the coupleness and i say that in air quotes that like we forget who we are as individuals so time to, uh, i think it's that would be such a crucial time for us to like remember who we are like as uh mufasa once said remember who you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that reminds me i need i should send you this article there's actually a um psychology uh paper on submissives about um, how they lose themselves in a DS and how they kind of like lose their identity because they have trained themselves to be this servant to their dom. Um, Ooh, and how that, when that yeah. person breaks up, then they're all like, I don't know who I am anymore. You know, those people that are, um, what is it? Where they are, have controlled orgasms where only the dominant has control where that dominant has to say a word and the person comes then they break up and they're like i don't know how to come anymore because my dominant said the word and i would come and they have to kind of untrain that and train themselves in another way on how to come wow i don't know if i could ever get to a place where i depend on someone else for my coming like this is mine and mine alone. <laughs> I can't give that power to someone else. Ooh. And and that's no, a lot of trust. No. That's a lot of trust too to be like, hey, 
Um, I want you to control my orgasms when I come, how I come. And again, that's one of the beautiful parts of being a submissive, but it's also you want your dominant to use that ethically and as wonderfully as possible. Mm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love everything <laughs> that we've said because it's like, there, <laughs> we, we, we just like, we, breakups are messy. I get that. But it doesn't have to be as messy. We can totally split ways and and be individuals again with the least amount of of casualties and like we can come out of this relationship unscathed and i think that's something that we all need (laughs) Uh, like just a way to to get out of uh things that no longer serve us so that we can get back to making ourselves feel good and that's nice oh i like that (laughs) i feel all warm and fuzzy again (laughs) My cold, gay, <laughs> miserable heart is now feeling, and oh, his yeah. heart grew three times that size. I love it. I love it. The gay oh, Grinch. The gay Grinch, honestly, yeah, just a miserable old hag. Bah humbug. Just like rainbow fur all over me. Um, well, Queen Anna, thank you so much for everything that uh, you've shared. But before we go, do you have time for a game? Uh-oh, what you got, Tim? All right, Queen Anna. So this segment of the show is called Naughty or Nice. And without context, I would like you to choose Naughty or Nice. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's just go for it. Naughty. Naughty? Okay, so good choice. Uh, This section uh, for naughty (laughs) is called Red Flags, where we're going to go on some dates. And I'm going to give you three qualities about this date, and you have to defend why this date is worth going on. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm going to totally just pull some cards randomly, and then we're just going to see what they have. Uh, All right. One, two green flags, and one red flag. Uh, (laughs) uh, So the first date is that he loves you unconditionally, believes you're the most attractive person that they've ever seen, but is dead. (laughs) <laughs> they're dead yeah Tim <laughs> this is a real game yeah it's called red flags <laughs> oh my god alright so I'm going so on a date funny. with a dead person let's but see but remember they love you unconditionally and thinks you're the most attractive person ever and I have to talk about why this date is worth going on yeah okay and they're dead. Um, <laughs> well, I don't have to worry about them talking. Um, so that's always a plus because I have a gag in my purse ready if you talk too much. Um, let's see, they love me. I guess they wrote it on their tombstone. Uh, forever in love with Queen Anne of Blue. <laughs> and then what was the second one? Uh, uh, oh, I'm the most beautiful the most person beautiful I've ever person. did see. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Man, I guess, you know, they got good eyes. They can see me from underground. Um, <laughs> they got a good view. <laughs> they got a good view. Oh, my um, God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was great. His, what would I be mean, a nice card? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now, this deck has more red flags than it has green flags. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like some of these cards are like men's rights activist um is super super racist uh another one has like um kisses their dog on the mouth uh, <laughs> oh gosh so yeah you're gonna have to uh defend those and uh <laughs> as far as the cards go i think you you got off easy with <laughs> is dead okay <laughs> He's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the other half is the nice part. where These are like genuinely wholesome questions, and I really like them. And it's just to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, the first question I have here is, um, let me see here. Uh, oh, hold on. I don't like that. That's lame. Uh, oh, here we go. This is nice. Which body part did you first explore intimately on your own? My butt. <laughs> really? Yeah. Your butt. I've always been into like anal things. Uh, I had to, uh, one group of friends, they call me like the anal whisperer because I love helping people <laughs> understand how wonderful like anal can be. <laughs> I thought you literally like whisper into their butthole like you're doing great, sweetie. Open up. Open you wide. can do this, sphincters. Sphincter one, sphincter two, go. Anal ASMR. <laughs> it's like, please don't whisper back, but. <laughs> Imagine if it whispered back. <laughs> the ever so light, silent, but deadly. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, that was it for Naughty or Nice. And um, Queen Anna, thank you so much for bringing your smile, your intelligence, your humor to the show. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, hey, people. It's okay to say no. It's okay to love yourself, even if you identify as a bottom, submissive, S-type, dominance. You're not always right. Um, and no one's perfect. You're gonna make mistakes. We're here in this community to have fun, connect with one another, practice on talking to each other, practice um, talking to yourself and realizing what you want and what you don't want. We're adults, we know a little bit about what we don't want and what we do want. So have fun, remember we're here for fun, be safe and go get checkups every once in a while damn it don't be that nasty um <laughs> period <and> yes period <laughs> yeah truly just just get checked please <laughs> and do yeah, what's good for yeah. you uh <laughs> like like be a slut but like get checked out every once in a while <laughs> yeah be a healthy slut yeah be, be a healthy, be a healthy hope <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I get my <laughs> tests done every three months because I watch out for myself and I want to get railed to the high heavens raw as a chicken breast. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Queen Anna. And for anyone else that loves you, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, my website is my name, queenannablue.com. You can find me, um, I'm most active on Instagram and FetLife. So it's queen underscore Anna with one N um, underscore blue. So queen underscore Anna underscore blue on Instagram and FetLife. Perfect. And I'm going to link all of that in the show notes. And for those of you that made it this far into this chaotic ass conversation, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sex and with Tim podcast. And I will see you at the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the SexEdWithTim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah.